We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Um, I am your host for tonight. Taylor, joined by my fellow co-host, Justin. Hello, everybody. My man, Kamiar. I'm just trying to watch this Nuggets game. It's pretty close to like three <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> I walked away and yeah, yeah, I was uh, feeling pretty confident about it when I started up the uh, the stream here and you you jumped on and told us it was as close as I it was. I just assumed like, oh, it was going to be, yeah, well, I assumed it was going to be bad. Jokic is gone, right, exactly. After Jokic, after Jokic exactly. is gone, so I turned it on <laughs> in the podcast room and I was like, oh my God, it's a five-point game, three-point game. <laughs> what is going on? Well, here we are. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I have quite a few of you uh, tuning in while you guys are probably watching the end of this game like Kami are. Yes. Uh, we are the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops and a proud part of Blue Wire Podcast Network. Our fearless leader, Jacob, is on vacation this week. So uh, you guys are stuck with 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 us three. The B team. <laughs> kind of, yeah, that, that's right. The big three. The big that's three. That's not what I said. We said the B team. <laughs> oh, the B team? I thought you said the dream team. <laughs> the Whatever. Team. Either way. Hey, it's, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but we still have a podcast for you guys tonight and have some fun content that we wanted to go through. So uh, without further ado, I mean, obviously the Suns are making a little bit of a comeback here, so we'll be keeping an eye on that. But as some things I want to run by you guys, um, when we were doing our locker room hangouts throughout the week, we had a lot of questions about none other than Chris has supports Zingas. And there's also another player I want to bring up to you guys as well. But let's let's start with the Zinger. <laughs> Zingus, I want Zingus. to add, I want to pick your guys' brain on Chris Stops. So. Obviously, or earlier in the week, Tim McMahon of ESPN reported that Porzingis feels more like an afterthought rather than a co-star, like he was hoping for when he was traded for um, here, however long ago that was, which it seems much longer than it was, but it was only a couple of seasons ago. Um, he also relayed some quotes from Porzingis, basically about 
how mentally tough it's been on Porzingis just with this adjustment, um, going from kind of being that guy to more of a role type player, especially playing alongside uh, alongside Luca. And this has led to quite a bit of trade speculation. Like I said, uh, a lot of you all, a lot of the listeners were jumping onto the locker room this week and asking us questions about it. Obviously, there's been a ton of stuff on Twitter and not just Thunder related, right, but also other teams. Um, obviously, you have the whole connection. We've talked a lot about this in the past, but Presley was rumored to have promised, promised, uh, Christoph Sporzingis in 2014, the draft uh, when he withdrew. And then obviously, he decided to go back in 2015. He's drafted by the Mavericks, or sorry, by the, the Knicks. The rest is history. Now, something just to keep in mind, Porzingis turns 26 this August, which isn't very old, but he's owed $101.5 million over the next three seasons and has a player option, I believe, for year four. So that is not a very team-friendly contract. So my question for you two, should the Thunder trade for Brzingis? And if so, what are some hypothetical trades? What would Dallas ask for in return? Even if you guys disagree that the Thunder should trade for Brzingis, what do you guys think that that would make a trade work from the OKC side? Bring I don't even into, know. Yeah, Bring him, bring him into the... Uh, <laughs> the Sam Presti Thunder Career Rehabilitation Center and and see what could happen. I mean, Porzingis, as he is today, I mean, he he was pretty awful in the playoffs. and, and Very awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you feel like an afterthought, but you played like an afterthought. And so yeah. maybe there's maybe there's a correlation there. <laughs> the only reason you were at thoughts is because you played so bad. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have been an afterthought. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> um, But like, I don't know. I I think it all comes down to, for me, if I, if I'm the thunder, it comes down to what are our objectives over the next coming seasons? Is it to put together a team that's going to like make some noise in the playoffs? Is it to continue to develop and chase a lottery pick next season? I, I think there's some question marks around the direction of the franchise next season. And I think the answers to those questions pretty strongly dictate whether or not a Porzingis move would make any sense for the team. I, I I don't like if he wants to not be a almost like relegated co-star to like a role player, he needs to play better. Like it wasn't even, he wasn't even bad just in the playoffs. He wasn't even that good in the regular season, both years. Nor can he really stay healthy, which is a huge concern here. He doesn't handle the ball that much. And Luca is a very ball dominant player. And so like, if you're not hitting three pointers, of course he was the man out in the Knicks, but then like the Knicks got a better player in Julius Randall. And <laughs> like, what does he want? What? And so, I mean, of course he, he needs to go somewhere else because his, his role is not going to get any different in Dallas. Actually Dallas is, probably willingly ready to move on from Porzingis too in his contract because they want to win titles with Luca. And so, I mean, what would what would that trade even look like if OKC were to even engage with Dallas, other than Horford so that, and Zinger for exactly and Zinger exactly. straight up? Like, exactly. unless it's just Horford and Zinger straight up, or it's like Horford and and Porzingis in like a couple seconds or so, like future right. seconds. It's not going to be anything big. You're not going to get anybody. And honestly, for the Mavs, 
they don't really have anybody that you'd be interested in. They're all kind of like older guys, except Luca. Luca's the only younger piece that you would want from that and Brunson, team. but I don't Brunson's think they're kind of like, up either. I, I thought Brunson <laughs> was older. I thought he was older. No, it, it, true. And relative to the Thunder players on this roster, yes, he's 20. I, I mean, I'll look it up. I think he's 24, 25, basically around the same age as Portuguese. I know he's on a team-friendly but, contract because right. like, I don't know. It just doesn't. It, that's the only trade that I feel like that that could happen because OKC, they're not looking for anything really from Dallas other than maybe rehabilitating Porzingis's career and trading him for something more than he ha- has been, like several other guys. Brunson's twenty four, so he he is. Oh right wow, around. okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he's a little younger. He's um, earning like two million, right? Like somewhere around there. Yeah, it's very team friendly. Very team friendly. <laughs> um, also, they have THJ, but. He's going to be, oh, this is off the top of my head. He's either unrestricted or he is a restricted free agent this this coming uh, offseason. So they're going to have to try and decide what to do there. If you trade him away, um, I don't know. He, he's been a huge – I mean, I think that's that, that was something that stood out to me in that Tim McMahon article from ESPN is that THJ really has kind of taken that secondary offensive role um, where they really – they being the, the Mavericks really intended for Porzingis to have that role, but he can't stay healthy for starters. And he really is kind of struggling taking the back seat. So with, with all that being said, um, you know, it, when they're, I've seen multiple reports, not even from McMahon, but others as well, talking about how there's like rival executives who view that contract of Porzingis kind of as like an albatross, right? So it's going to be tough. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Justin, when you mentioned, um, you know, it, there's other pieces that have to fall into place before OKC would make a trade like that because you could make Horford for Bazingas straight up work. Mm-hmm. But Dallas is obviously going to try and extract value for that. They want value for Bazingas, um, and they're going should to should be, be the other way around. Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> that's why it's going to take a while. But also yeah. that may give may give OKC a little time to get those draft picks in place. Right? They uh, you go through the the draft, you get your hopefully two top five picks. <laughs> and then maybe you're a little more willing to trade for a guy like Porzingis. Did you guys see the, I think it was a bleacher report kind of mock trade that had the thunder oh sending Baisley to the Mavs for Porzingis. No. So dumb. OKC is not giving anything of value in this spot because right. they don't need yep. Porzingis like Dallas needs to get off of his contract and his awful play over the last couple of years. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we've seen that like OKC has not been afraid of an albatross contract over the past few seasons. Like they'll, they'll take it on and historically, you know, they've, they've turned it into something. That's why I, I said it half jokingly, but like the, the Sam Presti career rehabilitation center, um, who knows what Porzingis looks like with a thunder development staff. I and mean, it wouldn't be the first time that Presley traded for a uh, a former um, right. high lottery pick from Dallas. No, I know Nerlens Noel was not drafted. Right. Uh, he was drafted, obviously, by the Philadelphia 76ers, but was traded to Dallas. The whole hot dog scenario, which is just Those Porzingis like hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, see, it's OKC a deal. would get two things back in that deal. They would get Kristaps' terrible play and his awful contract. And then you would go to uh, Pokashevsky, you go to Poku and say, 
do the exact opposite of what this guy is doing because <laughs> everything he is doing is bad and what you're doing is good. Well, and, clearly, and... <laughs> clearly they would bring him in so that Poku could mentor Porzingis. It's true. Yeah, that's it's true. <laughs> it See will... that confidence? We want you to do that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's like, just, just act like you don't Poku, give a shit. See just that play strength? We need play you basketball. to get that. <laughs> and, and I wondered uh, out loud yesterday with Taylor yeah. and Jacob all yeah, eating yeah. Bobo's. And yes. I asked, what is what what is the prerogative of the Trailblazers? Are they trying to get more pieces around Dame, like retool again? Because they retooled last year. They gave Rocco, Robert Covington, a massive contract uh, and a lot of other things. And are they trying to retool around Dame? Or are they just saying, and because that would involve getting rid of probably Nurk and CJ, or at least definitely CJ, right. or... Are they going to try to blow it up and start new sometime, like just like way, way early? Because like it feels like they can still retool a little bit, right? And I, I mean, like, what would you do if if poor if Dallas offered you Porzingis, of course, that awful contract, and (laughs) three to four future firsts unprotected? Would you take that for Dame so Dallas can go win a title, or like who? Like Portland probably says. No, because no. they still feel like they can go win something, even though they're never going to finish higher than the fifth in the West. And uh, but Dallas, of course, I mean, the, they would do that in a heartbeat because that would definitely get them so much closer to a title. Right. Well, OK, so come on, the first question you brought up to, me, to Jacob and I was more so um, specifically related to Dallas and like just what do they do now? Um, and obviously we came to the Porzingis conclusion and we started looking for Porzingis trades. And you brought up the Blazers, which I really like a lot. And then also we we talked about Boston. Um, so I know, I know. So let's let's dive into uh, into Portland a little more because I think that is pretty interesting. That is the sort of player that they could use. Again, though, this is all hypothetical because have we really seen this from Porzingis? Like this this Porzingis we saw in New York, you know, when he was young or younger. <laughs> we haven't seen that post injury, post serious right. injury. Not in yeah. Dallas. Some people are saying maybe that's because of Luca. Now, if you can get that old Porzingis, even something close to that in Portland, I think that's a perfect player to pair alongside Dame. But it's a big everybody's if. worried about that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a big if. And that, I mean, Portland's in a tough situation that reminds me it's not totally dissimilar from like OKC russell westbrook marriage it's like barring an extreme example they're not going to to break that up i mean oklahoma city made that decision it worked out and portland would have to do something similar i think the much more easy route for them is to keep dame locked down keep shuffling pawns around him and you're probably going to keep getting similar results unless you somehow land another superstar like Kawhi to Portland this off season or something crazy right. like that right. changes the conversation. But that with Porzingis doesn't change that. Especially Porzingis, for yeah. that, that dollar amount, like you don't trade for that salary. And, and that, especially if you're ugh. Portland, because you need you Porzingis doesn't do it. Like you said, so you're going to need more pieces and that contract on your books severely limits what other pieces you can go get. I'm with you guys. That is that, that was a very good candidate though. I think from Kami R because obviously another team, um, I don't know if I should say desperate, maybe that's not the right term there, but obviously 
ready for change. There needs to be a change there amongst player personnel to build around Dame and to try to contend and and hopefully win a championship when you have Dame at his peak. Um, but I'm with you guys. I'm not sure if we're seeing this is that guy at that contract. No. And that's like the common thing we're running into. Now, obviously, there's there's an interesting one with Boston. But before we get into that, do you guys have any other teams uh, that you guys think Porzingis would it could be a potential trade partner for Porzingis? Well, I would just I would just like to reiterate my trade was those picks and Zinger for Dame to Dallas just because oh, like right. if, Portland's, clip. if Portland's ready to blow it up because <laughs> it up. like it's clearly not working they're not going to get anybody better than Nurk and, and CJ then like at what point do you do you trade it at its highest like stocks right like yep. Do- yep. Dogecoin is going to the moon sell everything <laughs> at its peak yep. so I mean OKC did it a little bit later down the road, and it was still, of course, very beneficial for them to do so. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, man. CJ's not getting any old, uh, any younger. He's getting hurt more yearly. Nurk is same. Uh, Dame is the only one on that team that keeps on going. And uh, yeah, Portland, like there's they're a smart fr- franchise, and they just they're about to get a new head coach. I wonder if they think about going in a different direction. But yeah, at the same time. I could see them just locking it down and trying to retool and getting a wing in which I've been very adamant about the Nurk and CJ to Boston for, uh, for Jalen Brown. Brown. That's uh, something else we talked about last night, which honestly, like, Oh, talk about perfect for Portland. There's just Jake and I my just, stance is that there's no way that's well, everybody. That. Like, yeah, of course. Like everybody, like right. I, I think Joy J- Justin's face, I can tell like, he's like <laughs> they wouldn't do that. You but, had a valid point, but you were Danny saying, no, it's Ainge, not just that trade. Danny like, Ainge wouldn't do a Nurk <laughs> and McCollum and maybe a pick for, for Jalen Brown. But to me, it's not a lateral move for either squad. I mean, you in Boston, you're going to trade Kemba. You can start Marcus Smart. You can have CJ over at the two if you wanted to have Jason Tatum at the three and then Nurk at the four or five, whatever you want to do with them. That's interesting. There's enough defense <laughs> on that team to make up for what CJ doesn't have. And of course, Portland, they're over there and they get a legitimate wing that will complement Dame so well. And he's defensive minded. And, and I just, there's a lot to that that I really love, <laughs> but I'm just going to stop talking about it. Interesting. And uh, the Suns are about to win, by the way. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. So that Some, was Portland's an interesting four. one. I, I and I see what you're getting there. I'll, I mean, it's a winning move. Right? I know. Okay, so yes, the Jalen. That's a whole another whole another topic. But I, I I do I do like it. Um, what other teams? Just quickly, do you got other than Boston? Because we're gonna get into Boston here. It's gonna be a really good transition. I mean, that's like such a Sacramento Kings move. That's such a Sacramento Kings move. And I'm not saying they should do it. I'm not saying it's a good trade for them. But that's such a Sacramento Kings move. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy I wonder, that. I wonder if a team like Memphis that's trying to win now Ooh, would take something That's on. interesting. And you have like – I mean, he's not that much older than Brandon Jackson. Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. I, I like Memphis that. Is, Memphis is clearly trying to win now. Right? I like that. Like, they pushed and pushed and pushed for – the the playoffs um i can't i'm sure there are teams in the east that would really like porzingis on their team i just can't think of any right now um i think like the the the, the detroit wants everybody yeah right exactly (laughs) 
Yeah, but that like you know the whole promise thing like that's such a Troy Weaver target. I I can see Troy at least inquiring mm-hmm. about Porzingis there. Um, but I do want to talk about Boston because this is going to be a really good transition. <laughs> this is me inquiring about Porzingis. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Justin. You have to pick up the phone. Ready? Uh, ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hey, I'd like to inquire about Porzingis. <laughs> okay. Does he still suck? <laughs> Does he have real knees or are they metal now? <laughs> Magic legs. You guys ever seen Forrest Gump? Titanium alloy. Yes. Yes. Forrest Gump. Porzingis <laughs> is man. tall. Porzingis is tall. Forrest Gump. That is oh a right up there gosh. with Pat Julius Randall for Tommy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well. So one target again. We were having this conversation in Jacob's living room last night, and uh, Jacob's, <laughs> Jacob's here in the chat. Uh-oh. Oh, he's oh, on vacation, driving and tuning in. I love it. Now, one team that he mentioned for Porzingis, and this is going to be a really good transition because there's another player I want to talk about, but um, the Boston Celtics. That is a a type of player I think that would hit really well with those guys, assuming. <laughs> That Kamiar's trade doesn't come to fruition. Yeah, I um, bet they would really love Porzingis in Boston for some reasons. Yeah, right. <laughs> God. Fair. Um, oh, no. but Tatum, Brown, you bring in Porzingis. You have a versatile big, um, hypothetically, if he can stay healthy, who can run the floor on both ends and um, can also create more offense for you. I think that would be, again, hypothetically, a good fit. Um, but that's going to <laughs> have to salary match there. So the next player I want to bring up is Kimba Walker. Um, Farbad Esnashari uh, uh, of Bleacher Report. <laughs> uh, he ignited trade speculation for Kimba this past week when he reported that Kimba and the Celtics are, quote, likely to move forward from their relationship this offseason in a mutual agreement between parties. And basically, he talked about how Ainge was wanting to um, – center a trade package around Kimba plus draft picks and whatever else for Drew Holiday. And obviously we know what happened there. Um, Drew ends up going to Milwaukee, but this became known to Kimba who obviously wasn't super happy about that. And he was kind of hurt by the front office as much as he loved his teammates still does. Um, that rubbed him the wrong way. So like Kami Armin, she have a new front office or at least head of the front office. Um, you have Ainge stepping down and you have Brad Stevens stepping up. So all of that being said, um, there's a, a lot of context, a lot of context here. Like Kimba missed 29 regular season games this past season, plus the last two playoff games. He's <laughs> kind of like Porzingis. He's also set to earn 36 million in 2021-22 this next season, which makes a trade very difficult. Um, and his contract expires at the end of 22-23 which he has a player option for $37.7 million. Mm. Um, Not great. So, again, is that a Porzingis? Um, Porzingis for Kimba kind of trade, is that something that's possible? But also, there's been a lot of, or I say a lot, there's been speculation on Thunder Twitter about OKC <laughs> being a trade candidate for a Kimba. So Thunder give me your guys' thoughts on Porzingis for Kimba, and then what about bringing Kimba into OKC? Thunder Twitter speculates about every free <laughs> coming to Oklahoma City. And they um, never do. They're still speculating about like bringing Bronny in and drafting Bronny and bringing in LeBron. So yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, in in terms of Kimba to OKC, 
you know, probably not dissimilar from my feelings on Porzingis. How many draft picks you want to throw in? Like we'll, we'll pay your giant contract. That's cool. We have the flexibility to do that. Um, if I'm the thunder front office, uh, that's my first question is how many draft picks are you throwing in with this? In which case, you know, I'll, I'll entertain the offer. Um, However, I'm not a part of the Thunder front office, so I don't get to make those decisions. But I think for me, it's as simple as that. Um, we'll take this in. We'll pay the money because we have the flexibility. If we get a, you know, some future draft capital to add to our war chest, then I think that's the way that's the way you make it work. The funny part for me is that money wise, wouldn't Boston have to take Horford back? Which just, I know. So you ran exactly. You're bringing Horford back laugh. to Boston. Yep. I don't yep. know. Who knows? Maybe Brad Stevens has like a big soft spot for Horford. And so that's like an ideal scenario. I don't know. So this is pretty funny from our guy, Sean. Um, he'd rather listen to Justin sing the French national anthem on the podcast again than trade for Kimba. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't, that bad. It doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't it make sense to trade for Kimba, regardless yes. if you're getting assets back. Because he like, or you can't sit him because if you if you plan to trade him somewhere down the road, you would like to see him play relatively well. And if you're gonna play him, and OKC has already drafted, maybe a guard or yeah. maybe a guard and a wing. Who knows? You're gonna want to get minutes for Lou. You're gonna want to get minutes for Shea. You're gonna want to get minutes for Ty Jerome and Teo Maladon and everybody else. When's Kemba going to get on the floor? He won't. So what's the point in training for him other than like, yeah. unless you're just like, it's a, I don't know, you plan to get him, but then you can't trade them immediately with, with stuff. Like, I don't know like what that stuff is, but unless you're just trying, planning to flip him like immediately right. right after, there's no point in, in doing so. And so I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it would be a good idea for OKC to get involved with Kemba uh, because it would take minutes away from all the young guys, and maybe OKC has drafted Cade Cunningham, exactly. Jalen Green, or Jalen Suggs, and exactly. so there's, there's no point in doing so. So you guys both crush it, and that was the only other thing I was going to mention. Um, obviously, this Thunder team is guard-heavy, but if you end up with one of those top five picks, which we'll talk a little bit about here soon, um, it is likely that you will draft another guard, and in doing so, you don't want Kimba taking up those minutes. So it really does depend on the return. Um, Boston, I think, would just have to like kind of just be ridiculous and throw a lot of draft picks or other assets Presley's way for him to take that on. Uh, but it's not worth worth rehabbing another yeah. reputation in terms of Kimba Walker at the risk, or not even at the risk, at the detriment mm -hmm. of developing your youth and these super talented players. Look, in my opinion, Chase been held back enough. And I've been on record. Like I'm not saying he was held back these past couple of seasons. I'm just saying it's time to let him loose. It's time to, when you draft your prospect, I don't I, let him loose. Who cares? Worst that happens is you guys are, you know, you guys being us, the thunder, they're going to, it, you lose games. That's great. You're in the lottery again, the next season and another great draft. And so all that being said, I, I think I'm with you guys. It's, it's not worth trading for Kimba unless they just, at blow the you same time, nothing. that's what makes Porzingis to OKC more, like likely i suppose because, because of the position he's playing in a position that yep. i mean you've got poku basically poku is more small forward than yeah right yeah right. basically right. too who's also more like a three or four and yep. and porzingis can play four or five uh would not want him at the three at all of course 
uh, because Poku has so much more range and athleticism when less injuries, of course. But that's what makes that more palatable and more easy because you know you if he does well, like you would expect him to, like pick and pop with Shea and pick and pop with Shea with Porzingis would be really, really fun to watch, at, especially if you played Porzingis at the five. And at the same time, I would be a little bit worried that if everybody was healthy, you add that another top six, seven pick in. I mean, of yep. course, if you get pick you know, eight or whatever you get pick five too. And so, I mean, if any of that were to happen, you're adding another player to the rotation. And I just feel like that team could actually probably push for a play in game. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially for things kind of did, you know, make his career a little bit more than he had been yeah. kind of like a revival. So it, all about it, fit. It, and that's kind of go like a lot to, of ways. Yeah. Right. And back to our original or the beginning of our conversation. Um, and that's something that Justin mentioned is it's not, and it's not a trade you make immediately. It'd be something you have to kind of wait on. So you wait until after the draft, you wait to see how your roster is forming out, um, who you end up cutting, etc. Then maybe you go ahead and make that like Amir said, because it's likely that that's the position that you're more likely going to have a need for. Um, really good conversation there for both Kimba and Porzingis. I think we covered that really well. Um, but guys, exciting news. All of us have been very, very anxious, especially, I think, Jacob, myself, um, <laughs> going to Tankathon a lot, hitting I'm the sim button. Chilling. I think I, about <laughs> it like I think about it like once a week, and I'm like, hey, I should see how I that should goes. go and take a thon. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> me, my, me, and Jacob wake up first thing in the morning. Our alarms go off, and we're like, Tankathon. Too much, man. Too much. It is too much. Too much stress. Too much stress in your life. Just like one hundred percent. And wait for it to happen, man. My words. Stop and wait for it to happen. And what, what, actually, what I've been more thinking about over the last couple of days would be just wanting to gauge the Houston fans' reaction instead mm. if their name oh, pops at f- five. 100%. Like, I'm going to get on Twitter and not even care if OKC Melt gets down. four, three, two, or one. I'm oh, just going to be like, ah, you did all this for nothing. You and the Rockets end up with pick 18, which yeah, is the Miami's exactly. pick. Oh, that'd be love. I always be wonderful. So good. 100%. That's what I've been thinking about. I didn't care about the Thunder's pick in that, in that, in that <laughs> situation. Because I know burn. the worst OKC's pick can get is eight or whatever, right. but then they would get the fifth pick. And so even even seven or and seven 18, and fifteen or eight seven, or seven and eighteen. Yes. I'm totally okay with. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fine knowing that OKC's got <laughs> Shea, Dort, Poku, whatever. You're still gonna get a quality player because they're <laughs> I, I, roughly at least like nine guys that are pretty good players and then you can find some guys later on in the lottery like i'm not worried you guys seem stressed out i feel <laughs> it, fine. it is not the end of the world especially with all the plethora of assets that pressy has yes he would be able to combine those and trade up but man i really 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 want one of those top five top five picks but at the um, same time if, if boston does offer you their first rounder from this year for kemba ooh. i'd probably do that that's and then you have more assets yeah. to try and trade up. That's a good point. Yeah, good yeah. point. 18 but, 16 for 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's, see, and that's a good point. And then yeah, I, I like that idea. Now we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With that being said... Not, all of this is relevant until a week from this coming Tuesday when we finally figure out where we're going to be in the draft. Um, so we have the draft lottery a week from Tuesday. This is probably something I should have saved or we should have saved for next Sunday. But uh, sorry, Jacob, you're going to have to find something else to do um, because I need the content. So here we are. <laughs> so I am going to share my screen here. And we're going to go to good old tankathon.com. Shout out our friends over at Tankathon. And guys, uh, what I thought we could do is we can go through the lottery. We're, we're going to send this three times. And if we do all this being said, if we end up like, for example, uh, two straight rolls or Sims on Tangathon, where we end up with the same picks, um, I'll do it again. So it's a little different. Hopefully we're in a little bit of a different range because I want to talk briefly. This is kind of like a, a warm up for our, um, on Wednesdays, we're going to start diving into draft prospects. So I thought this would be a fun way to kind of yeah. like, kind of, you know, wet everybody's feet with this. Um, and then also get ready for the the lottery here a week from Tuesday. So if you guys are ready, let's go ahead and send. I'm going to pick your brains on um, some some players that OKC could draft at each sim. Let's do it. Drum I'm roll. ready. Here we go. Drum roll sounder. Just pretend it. Pretend there's Yeah, there we go. Here's the first one. Is that a motorboat? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, this is a this Six. is an ugly one. Better start out Six. ugly though and uh, finish strong. So OKC with six and eighteen, that Miami pick. Dun, dun, so dun, dun. either of you can go first. It's up to you all. But if the Thunder were to pick at six and eighteen, no need no need to go in like to like deep depth of each of these players. But do you guys have a player at six and like a player eighteen that you're interested in? I think Scotty Barnes would be a name that a lot of people would point at. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the that's the great one there at six. I like that one a lot. Because OKC as well. OKC is not probably looking for a guard immediately. They're probably looking for best right. available. And what makes Cade Cunningham so good is that he can play on the wing because he's so big. And mm-hmm. so, and so I think OKC needs a wing more so than they need a guard. Mm-hmm. But at, at in the top five, top six, you're going to take the best available player. That's what I was going to say is uh, this is probably a a pretty bad cop out answer, but I feel like there's going to be one player that everybody thinks is consensus top five and some team is going to overthink it and not pick them. And if OKC lands six, they're going to have an opportunity to get them, whether that's Kaminga or whoever it is. Like, I like that. I, I feel like it's already starting. Like when, when something seems so cut and dry, and then you have like six months to debate it and talk about it. Eventually you end up talking yourself out of like the obvious choice and some team, whether that's well, in this scenario, it's probably Sacramento. Um, Sacramento is <laughs> probably overthinking this pick. The amount of times we just like completely just 
get after, uh, rip apart Sacramento on this podcast. They strongly anti-Sacramento <laughs> podcast. Like Sacramento is going to mess around and like overthink it and pick somebody outside of the consensus top five. And then OKC is going to pick up Kaminga. As long as OKC doesn't go after Davion Mitchell, that's all I yes. care about. Agreed. I, I agree with you there. That's probably who the um, Kings will go get for. Yeah, for real. I, the, yeah. the Kings, right. the Kings everything thing. fell perfectly for them to get Luka. And they said, oh, oh Marvin Bagley. Exactly. It's like, exactly. what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. He was there. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is so true. Though. They would totally go for a Mitchell. Uh, another guy like there, I, I think I might have <laughs> mixed names up here, but. Uh, Keon Johnson from Tennessee is a wing that I like at that position. Just yep. raw athleticism, not a very good shooter, but it could eventually develop, but just has so much more talent. Sounds it's like very a different guy. than like, uh, right, right, right. Can't but it, it, that's my point. It's a little different than a Thunder guy, I think, than drafting like further down like they have in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy has a lot of, of athleticism, a lot of talent. It's not so much a homie as much as it is. Um, oh, man, this is tough. Um Who's a Let's better see, shooter like than KCP Tommy. Okay, or like a, I don't know. Um, but he's somebody to keep an eye on as well. And then like you guys said, or, or like you said, Kami are obviously a, a very big fan of, um, I almost said Williams again. Why do I keep doing that? I keep mixing up Zyre Williams and, um, Davion Mitchell. No, um, no. Who'd you just say Kami are? We, we compare him to Draymond Green. Why am I going? Uh, I don't know. Scotty Barnes. Gosh, Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Scotty Barnes and Zyrie Williams. I don't know why I keep mixing this them up in my head. Um, but yeah, so those are some interesting ones as well. Now, we're talking like we're getting into the weeds a little bit if that Thunder end up with pick 18. Mm. Do you guys have any just names off the top of your head that you think – it doesn't have to be like, you know, you go to a mock draft at pick 18. Yeah. But somebody you could see hanging around at like right outside the lottery – into like the beginning of the second round kind of player. Okay, C doesn't get um they don't get Jonathan Kaminga or anything or even you know Atlanta really much of the top five. To get a wing, I would like to see them go after a dude like Isaiah Todd. That would be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I like now that. for whatever reason, again, I I mean team mock drafts take with a you know whatever, but there's a lot of mock drafts who have him more like very, very end of the first round into the second, which seems kind of crazy to me. If, mm-hmm. if you like Todd, you get him into workouts. I'm exactly with you, Kamiar. I think you take a guy like that at 18, especially James if Book like Knight. Oh, yep. I like Book now. Knight. I think Book Knight's going to skyrocket. I see him going in the lottery. I really do. But if he's still there, you take that in a heartbeat. Um, and the other I guy would, that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Justin. I was going to say, I, I'd take a look at Moses Moody. I think that he's he's got a bit of a he's one of those guys that seems like his draft stock is lower than I expected it to be. And, you know, if you're if you're picking at 18, I think he's worth a he's worth a flyer. I I think his um, ceiling is such a question mark that he'd be a good kind of home run swing for Oklahoma City. I wonder if he would go after a center with those last two with with that last pick. If yeah, they didn't get Mobley in the first because they need a center, and like they they needed a center to get that first one started with KD and them, and yep. of course Tyson Chandler didn't work out, and then they got Perk, and he actually made it work well defensively and leadership in the locker room. Uh, yep. But they drafted how many dudes in a row that just were awful, and mm-hmm. I mean, 
you just you need a center that's legit. And so if you don't get Mobley, you could get that guy from Texas or Greg Brown. Yeah. There's a couple yeah, of guys Greg out Brown, there. Kai Jones. I'm with yeah. you guys now. So both of you mentioned like Book Knight, for example. Um, you mentioned Moody, Justin. I think both those guys are going to be probably gone by this point. Uh, obviously, if they're not, you take them. I'm, I'm with you yep. both. With that being said, my guy in this range who also could fall in this could kind of fall in the, in the same kind of situation where I think he could go a little a little higher, especially now that he's starting to catch the eyes more front offices and really starting to impress. But JT Thor of, of Auburn, freshman, uh, freshman wing, big body, uh, long arms, just can catch fire, um, but solid defender, can it, can see the floor. But the biggest thing was just his development from the beginning of his freshman year into that latter half. Um, he's been working out with guys like Kaminga out there in Miami and, and like four or five other prospects. Um, again, we'll, we'll dive into some of these guys further in the coming weeks on Wednesday. So be sure to tune in on locker room, but JT Thor in this 18 range, I think would be a home run home run pick. So let's go back to Tankathon. Let's do this two more times. Hopefully it'll be a little different. Here we go. Ooh. Okay. Now we're talking. So we're three and 18. We already have talked about pick 18. Guys, if OKC ends up at pick three, <clears throat> talk to me about who you want to pick three. Let's talk some top five draft, uh, prospects. Oh, man. Well, Cade <laughs> goes first. I think I yeah. think that's just the case. And then you go look at New Orleans, and, I mean, they're trying to get off Lonzo anyway, so they're going to pick one of Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs. Yep. So I'm very curious who would be left. I mean, you that would leave you with uh, Mobley. That would leave you with one of Suggs Green. Or Green, yep, exactly. Um, Kaminga. You could have Matcher. Kaminga if you wanted to. I mean, is Mobley a can't-miss prospect, or is he a guy that his floor what – what is his floor and what is his Exactly. Ceiling? You're uh, you're you're thinking along the lines I have been coming on with what, you here. What, what is Mobley's floor? Is it it's – it's better than Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I think like four you're looking at. Oh, man. Like uh, imagine Nerlens Noel didn't go through his early struggles and has been a long-term starter in the league. Like I'm just making up a player here. But imagine Nerlens is just like, you know, he's, he's been a fine starting center, very versatile, but never could completely get together on the offensive end and still struggle some on the perimeter guarding. Uh, guarding the perimeter that may be like a floor i think for mobley and then on the opposite end you're looking at like obviously the the super obvious comparisons that everybody's throwing out there like chris Boshes and um gosh there's a couple hmm. others KLC kind of had, had shades of christian wood as well oh, which I thought was yeah it, it, christian wood now which i get but i yeah. still don't love that one it's like Christian Wood, if Christian Wood could reach his full potential, and he still hasn't done that, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just it's, it's being honest. He's been great the past couple of seasons, but I, I don't know. I, well, I guess what I would you one. want? What kind of center do you want? Do you want a Mobley guy? Do you want a, or do you want a guy like James Wiseman? Because I know the Ooh. Warriors would like to maybe get off of him. I know Sean just had a really good floor. Thaddeus Young as his floor. Um, Thaddeus so Young, like very Thaddeus good. Young. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that, that's a solid floor. I like that one a lot from Sean. Mm -hmm. And then ceiling, we're looking at like. Skinny Jokic. <laughs> See, I don't Skinny know. Jokic minus the passing. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is why That's I wish stretch. this is why I wish that Lou Dort, Lugens Dort, this is why I wish he was like four inches taller so he wouldn't have to worry about 
drafting a Jalen Green or a uh, or yeah, Jalen Suggs a because point. like you could just play Lou on at the wing, and I I know it's positionless basketball, and you can you say can just, still do that. You can just you say, hey, Kamiar, yeah. you can you can have Shea technically play at the three, but he's the point guard right. the, like the yep. entire game. Like I get that, but I I don't want to sacrifice the length on the floor. I so I so I, so I wish that. Lou was just a little bit taller, but that's a fair, very, very fair point. I don't um, want Jalen Green because he's still raw, but he's like really, really good athletically. Uh, this team, the way they're building it, it seems more geared towards skill than just like raw athleticism. Uh, that the, hence the Poku selection. So I <laughs> just, I just, I don't know, man. I'm going one of the two guards. But at the same time, Kaminga may surprise you in, mm, I don't know. That's fair. I, I want a wing. I want a wing, but whatever. Fair. Justin, what are you thinking? I think assuming the hypotheticals that we put forth, that Cade's off the board first, and then either Suggs or Green is left. Um, I think I agree with Kamiar. Like, I'm probably leaning either Suggs or Green, depending on who's left but I would be extremely pleased with Mobley. I think that we've talked about it. The The pick and roll potential with Shea and Mobley would be so much fun from day one. Like that would be an incredible pairing. And I, I know that a wing makes a lot of sense for this team, but I think the, the type of big that Mobley is uh, plugging him in with Shea and giving Shea that outlet to pass to, um, because he is so good at getting to the rim, I think pairing him alongside Mobley would be tons of fun. So this is what I wanted. Um, and we'll dive into debates and, and breaking down prospects again. Be sure to tune in on Wednesdays for all of our listeners on the locker room app because we'll actually get into these players. But guys, hypothetically, let's say the Thunder end up at number two. I'm, I'm picking Hang on, we've got one more spin, right? We do have one more do. spin. I, but I'm picking Suggs or Green over over Mobley uh, every time. And I'm equally torn on both of them. Um, but let's that's a good point. Let's go ahead and do one, one more spin. Hopefully it's not too similar. Um, okay, see so at five. Okay. Okay, see so at five and five and seven. Okay, five and seven. So this is a this is a, a mm, unique one. This is a that's tough one. The, that's the fun that's one. That's a newsy. Yes, yeah. yes. So we'll we'll dive into this one. I was hoping we get like one or two, <laughs> one and three. Um that's the fun one. You could, yeah. you could say because if Jalen Suggs or not green, Jalen Suggs could fall down that far. You're definitely probably going to have a shot yeah. at Kaminga. Right. Uh, you'll definitely have a shot at Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Yep. Like, what do you, what do you realistically go after? I mean, I would go with Kaminga best available probably on the board, but man, that seven spot. I mean, hmm. Scotty, I don't know if Scotty Barnes would be there anymore. Who else, who else would even be there? Uh, so if you're looking at seven, you're looking at guys like uh, I mentioned, Keon Johnson. Yep. Um, Are you dude. sure you don't want to draft Davion Mitchell? So there's I'm, been a lot of talk about like, this, like 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would be a press. Um, it would be a press. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, anyway. Jalen Johnson. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like, uh, I don't want Kispert. Josh Giddy, somebody I talked about. I don't know. I I don't like Giddy? taking him that high. Yeah. I like taking him more in like the 10 range. Um. But Josh Giddy's another prospect. I mean, Trey Mann, Moses Moody, all those guys. I, Zy, but see, Zyre Williams, like those guys seem, I don't know if I take them that high. I want a prospect you can swing for the fences a little more. Um, there's that center 
I think it's off Turkey. Um, I, I might be making that up. Alperin Singwin. Um, somebody who he was the MVP Penguin? of. Yeah, <laughs> Penguin. Um, not Enos Cantor, but he was the um, MVP of the Turkey. Let's see if I can find this. I just had it pulled up. Gosh dang it. Um, what about, a, what about MVP what about trophy in Turkey? Have uh, made difficult God. to speak. Yeah. Anyways, I think he's interesting. What about Mo uh, Mo Wagner's uh, brother Franz? I know. I I keep skipping over him. Like pass. He will be fine. He'll he'll be fine. But he, for the Thunder, you don't want that kind of player. You want that I kind agree. of player like two seasons from now, right? And so like you you yeah. get a team like the Golden State Warriors to get a hold of him. Perfect. I just trade it to some other team and get a and that center. right and that's I, well, I think i'm kind of if you're at five and seven of say hey draft, hey atlanta exactly we uh we got this number seven pick well, look, and some some assets uh, and i know you don't want to pay john collins all that money that's yep. right well look, okay yes. so this scenario give this me john scenario, collins you have detroit you have charlotte you have toronto you have golden state via minnesota at four and okay so you have five so you call up Golden State. You say, we'll give you Horford. Um, we'll take on your bad salary, although that's going to be kind of tough. We talked about this with Sam with the Light Years pod because you probably have to take on like Wiggins, and um, Golden State really wants to hold on to Wiggins. But say you're able to tell like, Golden State, we'll trade you whatever, and we'll trade you five and seven just to get up to four. That's interesting for both teams. That That's what I was going to say is if you get five and seven, what I like about it the most is the flexibility to, you know, depending on how the first couple picks shake out and how you feel about the rest of the prospects, you could package those to try to get to four. I think uh, Akami are shaking his head. I, <laughs> don't do it. Up. I'm with I'm you all, there. I'm very much in the more bites at the Apple standpoint yes. of like yes. five fair. and seven has a much higher chance of getting a one great player yes. than just picking it four. But that's the move that that's a king's move, and that's that's not what <laughs> Sam Presti would do. But I don't it know. is Sam's interesting to, to be able to have that flexibility, though. Like you're not going to have that option if you have five and eighteen. So getting five and seven makes that interesting. Just as long as they don't draft like Josh Hughes that again in the first right, round. Exactly, exactly. You don't want that. Yeah, right. You don't want him right. to like him. You don't want Presti to go and and pick some like. Poku project at pick seven here. Um, you very, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So that was fun. That was a fun exercise. Fun. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good insight there. Um, we're going to dive into some of our chat questions, but we have a little bit of time. One thing I kind of skimmed over because one of you guys hinted at it here a little bit ago is what would the Thunder do with that empty cap space? So a couple of bullet points I have is like, you know, obviously they can sign a, a restricted free agent or offer obviously that. Uh, offer sheet and their team could match it being John Collins, Zach Collins, Lonzo ball, Jared Allen is a really, really fun one. I was thinking about um, Laurie Markinen. We've talked a little bit about there's some others out there as well. Obviously you can keep the space open and fill it by trading for big contracts in return for assets. And you can even just do a combo of both. What do you two think happens here? Now that we've kind of gone through the draft Thunder are going to have some, some space open. What do they do, especially if you trade Horford? Like, shoot. They're going to have to spend some money, but I think that future flexibility still reigns supreme for Sam Presti and this organization. So I I don't see them getting into a situation 
where you know they're going to be hamstrung with a guy or they're you know they're not necessarily i don't think looking to fully lock in their core or their their guy for the future however i'm very interested in john collins i know we've we've talked about it privately in our in our group chat we've talked about it probably on the on the air before but for the same reasons that Evan Mobley's interesting to me paired with Shea. John Collins is very interesting in terms of like he he makes the Thunder real good next year, like right from the get go. John Collins makes OKC a very fun team. It's true. Oh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> it, know. It is really true. Because I mean, like, Presty like straight up said, he was like, listen, we're not going to worry about time. Yeah. At all, we're not gonna like worry about competing now. We yep. want it to happen organically. They're more worried about building something strong, so when that when they actually make it to the playoffs, they can do something with it instead of just being like a gentleman's sweep. And so I I don't see them really going out and doing something big and splashy this offseason with the picks that they have. I think they might do that a couple years down the road. I yeah, agree. no, I I think we're all in agreement there that. There's some very fun names out there. Um, Sean in the chat brings up a good point. Gary Trent Jr., I think he, he'll be a research free agent. Obviously, Toronto is going to want to hold on to him. But another I could at least throw an offer sheet at. There's a lot of fun prospects that we've talked about. But when push comes to shove, it, that's not the, the direction we see Presley going. Unless you just hit the jackpot and you hit Kate at one. And you can get at five. You got Shea and Dort and Poku. And it's like, well. Shoot, we have this uh, cap space. Why Let's go not? ahead and bring in. Yeah, right. Lonzo, you want to go right? <laughs> Lonzo, John Collins, you know, just throw out all the offer sheets. Um, <laughs> so I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. I think that's pretty good. Now, again, I don't have the sounders. Um, so, you know, I could pretend to be like Kawhi and do the. Yes. Da, 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 da. But I'll, I'll, I'll save you guys. <laughs> Save you guys from the pain. We'll go in and edit this afterwards. I didn't know where you're sitting at. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna leave it. We're going around the association, and uh, we have quite a bit to talk about here. Um, but I thought the first thing we could talk about was the first game that we had today. We mm. had the Brooklyn and Milwaukee Bucks series. Oh, I we love Kyrie hurt. Brooklyn or uh, Kyrie's hurt uh, at the end of the first half. He twists an ankle. Brooklyn fans are getting all mad because Giannis came in Giannis. for a Giannis came in for I was trying to <laughs> trying to say which way I was, decide which way I was going to go there. Um, yeah, he comes in for the rebound, and you have Kyrie come down and twist his ankle on Giannis's foot. Um, that big foot stepped out of bounds in Oklahoma City. Don't forget it. Damn yes, straight. It <laughs> Damn right straight. Hey, Kevin Durant. Big feet. Kevin Durant suddenly said, "Oh my God! All the eyes are on me." He looked like a scared rabbit. Yeah, this man was ready to piss down his so leg. That's what, that's what I want to know. What do you guys think? We're tied at two-two now. What happens? Especially if Kyrie can't play. Giannis finally just stayed in the paint like he needed to the first three games, and it worked. Oh my gosh, Pat Connaughton! Pat Connaughton is Nick Collison bleeding from his face, just cannon threes. You love to see it, and I love to see the Nets lose. I'm really hopeful this game, this season, this series goes like seven at least, and uh, the Sixers just wrap that stuff up uh, pretty soon. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Nets losing maybe another game or two. I love, I love it. it. I love it. I, I, 
on the flip side of things, I was thinking about how how many times Kevin Durant has had a postseason affected by injuries. And like it is kind of an an incredible streak going all the way back yeah. to Oklahoma City, but then yep. also his time in Golden State. And then now in, in his second year with the Nets, after he spent the first year sidelined, it's interesting. We always talk about the Seattle curse. Maybe Kevin Durant is the Seattle curse. Well, and Din, oh. Din, Dinwiddie was just talking about coming back not that not that long ago, right? Yeah. Do we see that? And so he was talking it's, about it's maybe maybe for the finals. Oh yeah, wow. I miss that. I completely miss that. They could they could, could still make it. They could still make yeah, it. And, sure. and well, I mean, you have Harden too sitting on. Yeah, like he's not that far away. It doesn't seem promising that he would return for this series, but he could always like you guys said, if they push it to a game seven, you can get Harden to come in for a game seven, and that's oh. heck of a boost for your team. We'll we'll see. I mean, it it has to be. For, I was thinking about that too, Justin. It has to be frustrating because you had him in OKC with Russ, and then Ibaka. Then they go to Golden State, and he and Clay and himself in general yeah. are the ones getting injured. Then he sits out, and there were rumors about him and Kyrie coming and playing in the playoffs and ruining the fun for everybody last postseason, and they didn't. And they get to this season. Harden, Harden goes out like after a minute. Kyrie comes down. It looked like it looked. It didn't look bad. But you could definitely tell Kyrie definitely hurt himself because yeah. it was just like a tweak, and all of a sudden he took that all the weight off of that leg and like immediately just went down. So I'm curious right. to see what happens in that series if Giannis just continues to stay in the paint, regardless so, of how many free throws he's missing. So, real quick before we move on, just quick fire. Give me your guys' your prediction, and I'll give you mine. Or I can go first if you want me to. Oh, give good. me a Nets and six. They'll probably win the next two. <laughs> That's exactly I was, what I was going to say. I was going to say Nets and seven. Yeah. Um, okay. I like that. I like that. So let's move on to the, the game that happened tonight. That, or the series that um, happened tonight. We have the Suns that ended up sweeping. Nice. Bring out the brooms. Point I'm die. So excited. Chris Paul and the Suns. Suns and four. Just pretty phenomenal. Um, a pretty wild Stat here. I think it was Royce who tweeted this out. Barkley has to be ecstatic right now. Chris Paul um, and the four game. Oh, yeah. Barkley's having a blast. CP3, 25.5 points per game on 61.8% shooting, 58% from three, 100% from the line, 41 assists, and only five turnovers. God. He's been playing Point well. God. That offense has been very, very fun to watch. Even very like fun. It, it's made Jay Crowder look offensively like <laughs> there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like it's that it's was made a Mikhail huge Bridges, thing there, right? Yeah, like Mikhail Bridges and Tory Craig. It makes those guys look very good offensively. And and what you saw the like the last two seasons. Yep. Or they've been dudes that just haven't been dribbling the ball that much. It's just really nice to see. And they're very fun to watch. It's not like they're much better than everybody else, like talent wise. You've got Devin Booker, who's a star. He's not a superstar. You've got Chris Paul, who's an aging Lord star. Man. He's still very good. And you have Aiton, who's like arriving, maybe. And then you've got a bunch of very good NBA players. They're not role players. They're not just like barely NBA players. They're just very good NBA players that aren't going to be stars at all in their careers. And they just are operating within their system at a very, very high level with each other and knowing what to do and when to do it on offense and defense. And it's, it's just fun to watch there. It's very fun to watch them. Yeah. What a job by Monty Williams. And I think yeah. it, 
I, back when he was in Oklahoma City, I wanted him to be the head coach of the Thunder so badly. Um, obviously, yeah, certain, lots of lots of reasons why that didn't happen, but I'm super happy to see him thriving out in Phoenix. And I think that you know their success, as much as it gets attributed to C3, you can't overlook Monty Williams either. True. I think, especially with with those role players like you were talking about, Kamir, like everybody's bought in, everybody's playing the right way they're doing the right things and i think that shows a lot of his coaching like remember when dario saric was an integral piece of that sixers team and now yes. he's coming off the bench for phoenix and playing relatively well in that role and he had frank kaminsky as a center he was cameron, a playing center for the cameron Payne sixers. is actually playing really well and he's yep. getting Jokic ejected and all yeah. other fun Get, stuff yeah like, hit in the face we haven't even mentioned that it was very fun that was a good i, I mean <laughs> look i get it May, and, and maybe I'm rooting a little too hard for the Suns here, but <laughs> but their their mascots a gorilla a good, in a Suns jersey, man. <laughs> Can't beat that. I think that was Can't a good call it. to to give Jokic the flagrant two, based off the rules. Now, I thought it was going to be a flagrant said, one. I also right, and I also understand the the idea that you want the best players on the floor for the product of the game. You're going to eject um, the MVP, and Jokic is he's not a season. and he's not a dirty player. This is was his first flagrant ever since he's played in the NBA. Um, mm. It was a lot of frustration being, yep. you know, for sure. Being, right? And, and, and it wasn't even necessarily intentional as much as it was just like him and book were going at it. And book was actually John talking in his face. Yeah. And then Jokic had like no emotion on his face. And it was freaking me out. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like in Serbia. Yeah, I was like Where very uncomfortable. I was like, what's, I was like, what's going in? What's going on in the back of Jokic's mind? Because his story coming from like the Soviet block, he's, he's got, got some, killers. He's got some like really, really intense stories. I don't think Devin Booker is very aware of. Like, like, <laughs> I was like, well, I the Kardashian man, bodyguards because Jokic had no emotion on his face, and I was like, he's going to kill him. He, it's, it's going to be terrifying. It won't be him. He'll send somebody to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't mess with Jokic. He probably knows secrets. Well, uh, Jacob, our guy Jake has been tweeting this out the, since like game two, like Suns in the finals. It's looking fairly likely. So the last series I want to touch on here very quickly before we head off here. We got the Jazz and we got the Clips. It's been a hell of a series so far on both ends of the floor. Who wins? Who comes out of the West? Then well, who wins this series and then who comes out of the, the West? The NBA <laughs> runs through Phoenix. Uh, you hope it is Utah because I just hate the Clippers and also for draft purposes and stuff like that and for Kawhi purposes possibly leaving. But, I mean, Donovan Mitchell today talked about how it hurts when he lands on his feet. And I'm like, well, that's not good because you shoot jump shots. So that's bad. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that does, I, I hadn't heard that actually really scares yeah. me. Mike uh, Conley oh. is still, of course, not healthy. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has not been the guy that you have thought he was. And of course, I mean, it was really smart of the Clippers. They are just interchangeably double teaming Donovan Mitchell at the top of the perimeter and forcing his hand elsewhere. And nobody's making that play elsewhere. And Rudy Gobert is a negative offensively. And uh, so I'm, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. I still want to say Utah because they've got better players. They're deeper. I will get their deeper team. They may not have better players. Kawhi and PG are better than hmm. oh, is, is PG better than Donovan I, Mitchell. Yeah. I, I was about to. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, PG's, de- PG's definitely he's like not as reliable as Donovan Mitchell. PG is definitely Donovan- top three best players in that series. I don't know if he's better than Donovan Mitchell, but yeah. when man, it's, just, it's I want to say I want to say Utah still in six, uh, but I don't know. But and of course the NBA runs through Phoenix, so they're going. That's what do you think, Justin? I agree. I think I think Utah still pulls out that series. I think this goes one of two ways either the clippers just like look like they come alive like they did against dallas Mm -hmm. or it goes the way of say okc utah from a few seasons ago Mm. where it looked like utah was in another planet for game one and two and then they came back to okc and okc blew them out and then it went right back after that and utah was just dominating the thunder for the next two I could very much see that happening. We're like, okay, Clips, you got one. Congrats. And then Utah just goes back with it and cruises. Utah, other than Donovan Mitchell, is going to get hot at some point because they yeah. have not. And he's Donovan right. Mitchell is just playing out of his mind. And the night, like last night, where Kawhi is like 9 of 19, but he's got 22 points, and they've yeah. got as many shot attempts as they do points. Like, look at this performance. Like, this is not a good performance. You're, you've are you made 23 points. You shot the ball 22 times. So at some point, Jordan Clarkson is going to get hot. At some point, Jingles like is going to get hot. I like that a lot. Um, and I, I just feel like that Don, especially with them seeing Donovan Mitchell and they know him and with Mike Conley probably maybe coming back next game or definitely for Utah when, when they go back home. I think that there could be a lot of fun things happening in Utah. And what a what a final series that would be between oh Utah gosh. Yes, that's and what I Phoenix said. because they are both both I'm teams are both deep and talented and have a system. And I'm very excited to see what that would look like. So Jake and I have talked about this past couple of podcasts, right? You have uh you have your stars and Booker and um, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, your shooting guards. Then you have your your point guards, again, assuming health. You have um, CP3 and you have Conley. Then you have like your wing defenders and Jay Crowder. And um, you, you have the and whole And Jay Crowder thing. spent some time in Utah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. That, right, yep. exactly, exactly. You have Ingles, you have Bogdanovich, but then you have Michael Bridges on the other side for Phoenix. And then all the, like, not even just players. I oh, Donovan, uh, or I said Donovan, goodness. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, um, the center battle there would be a lot of fun uh, with Rudy Gobert. But then the coaches as well. Justin yeah. mentioned, uh, you have Monty Williams. And then on the other side, you have Quint Snyder. Just so much fun there. But I, and I kind of got like trapped into this. It might've been last Sunday or the Sunday before, but Jacob made me, pick my predictions for these <laughs> series and i was like kind of going with like the popular what is it like Voldemort? is he making you do things against your will <laughs> <Yeah>. yes yes <laughs> it's the, it's exactly the the <laughs> harry potter yeah and, uh, <laughs> and uh so got, for this got, series sound more dead it's got to be like Harry Potter. There it is. Yeah. Why does Harry? Calm. Why does Voldemort sound like the Count from Sesame Street? Harry Potter. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Are we? Have we seen them in the same room before? I mean, mm. uh, it's true. Then he tested, making you guys think deep. In the Sun series, Taylor. <laughs> Who do you predict? Um, I had Clippers in seven, so I'm gonna uh, stick with my guns here, even uh, if I'm rooting, uh, even if I'm uh, rooting for the Jazz. 
Man, Pat Bev be fooling y'all. PG Pat Bev be tricking y'all. Clippers in seven. Gross. As much as I hate it for us Thunder fans. Well, it sounds like Taylor hates America. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, We've been knowing. <laughs> wants the Clips to win. Oh, man. Well, guys, uh, that's all I have on the docket. Anything else? We didn't, I we didn't hope, go through the chat questions. We've been going I for a while. I hope that the Los Angeles teams lose in. for forever. I hope they never win another game. I would <laughs> love to be wrong. Would love to be wrong. I'm with you there. Um, hey, do you guys see, speaking of Los Angeles teams, you guys see uh, LeBron strolling into Bronny's game with his BFF Drake and uh, um, J.R. Smith. Nice. Changed his number to number six, too. J.R. Smith was yeah, high did. as a... That's a given. I mean, right, correct. And then you have this picture of, like, Drake, and he's, like, pigeon-toed, like, all, like, starstruck because he's next to LeBron. It's pretty funny. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> Anyways, all that's to say. Thank you all for tuning in to the Uncontested. We appreciate you following along. Like I said, be sure to tune in on Monday, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Uh, we're going into the locker room app and we're doing some hangouts uh, on Mondays and Fridays and Wednesdays. We're actually doing series. We just wrapped up our Thunder player grades for this past season. Be sure to go back and listen to those if you have not already. And starting this coming Wednesday, we're actually going to dive deep, deep, Shout out Jason Concepcion uh, and to some draft prospects. So uh, be sure to tune in for that. Be sure to go and leave us a review where you listen to your podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard, um, if you guys listen to this live, I apologize. I don't have live sounders. <laughs> we'll go back and edit those in. So thank you guys again for tuning in. And until next time, under up.